Are we live? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Help. Hi, guys. <laughs> it's Rachel. And Sharon. Welcome back to Never Did Run True. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> this is going to be a thing until we're done with holidays. <laughs> Basically. We are back from Christmas break, so to speak, mm-hmm. and back to hopefully our normal I'm schedule. Say broadcasting schedule. <laughs> we're broadcasting. Posting. Posting schedule. Um, I think basically every two weeks going forward is our plan still. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, we yeah. have some stuff planned, but nothing Yeah, unusual. Try to get back at it. Did you have a lovely New Year's? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I don't really do that. Oh, no, neither does my husband. He's like, why would I? Why would I? plan to change like <laughs> I mean as long as everything's working out just fine why change it I do well with written down goals so I think that's I don't have a punishment if I don't hit them like that's <laughs> not reasonable but seeing a list that you can look at at the end of the year and see how you've done is good for my brain I mean I, I guess one goal I have is just to read but that's that's one of my goals, to read more. Starting with the book books. that you gave me, <laughs> I drug it out and took it to Chicago, and guess who didn't open it in Chicago? This girl. I mean, I've loaned that one to you specifically it's a couple times. It's been three years. <laughs> but also, I've loaned you other ones, and I decided, I'll just take these back for now. <laughs> She's done that to me multiple times. I have a list of, I think, five at this point in my queue that I'm like, okay, if I can read one a month, that's reasonable. Yeah. Really, it won't take me a month to read a book. It's just, I can't read every day day Mm -hmm. because there are some days that it's just not gonna happen oh yeah I found my book light so that'll be helpful yeah my biggest thing is I want to try and track it see how many I read and what they are that's cool yeah my goal is to read more that you told me to read so we can talk about them on a podcast (laughs) I finished a book last night (laughs) I finished one in the month of December I was like that's a good start if I can just keep that momentum going yeah well we have talked a lot about movies lately. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with movies. We love them. We obviously adore them. <laughs> and it's a good medium of storytelling. I mean, there's lots of different ways to tell a story, written, oral, whatever, mm-hmm. visual, plays, all that jazz. Uh, but we kind of wanted to finish up what we started, I guess, and talk about a little more about our families. and Or at least continue. Continue, yeah. It's probably better <laughs> at saying that. So. We have a lot of family that we could talk about, but, mm-hmm. and we're going to focus on this episode on our maternal grandparents, so yeah. our mom's parents. Yeah. I started last time. Do you want to start or do you want me to? Oh, I don't care. I guess I can. David and Betty, but there's debate about her name. Okay, so that's funny. On her birth certificate is different than on her baptism certificate thing. So my grandpa has the same thing that he went by something different than what was on his birth certificate because that's what he thought his name was. Yeah. Because if what we were told, and I don't know if it's accurate, is a lot of times the birth certificates weren't made until months later because they had Mm. babies at home. So anyway, it was Betty or Elizabeth, but she didn't really like Elizabeth from what I understand. Mm. I mean, she always signed stuff Betty, but... David was born 1927, 
and she was born 1930, so they were pretty close, actually. And then they got married in 1953, so they were 26 years old? And 23? Mm. But they met at a dance. We think it may have been a wedding dance, but we're not sure. Basically, he told his family that went with him that he was going to quote-unquote pick up a girl because that meant something different at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he was going to give her a ride home. It was a little nicer. Yeah. Just, you know, as a way to meet somebody. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have a lot of information about them, but... I know she was really shy, and since it was a pretty long drive between their houses, they would often say the rosary on the drive home, because, you know, big Catholics in my family. That's the most (laughs) Catholic thing I could possibly think of doing on a drive. Because at least if they were saying the rosary, she would be talking. Right. (laughs) Maybe that's where I get it. (laughs) Because, I mean, he was big talker, storyteller, whatever. So they weren't very affectionate people, but something they did do, which I have that I've now talked to my parents about it, and we've like been observing in church, they kiss at the sign of peace, which I think is really cute, but also that's kind of weird. It's when you go and shake your hands. Okay. <laughs> yeah, during mass. Wait, like it's where they pause and everyone shakes hands. Yeah. And. They just kissed each other? Yeah. Okay. They would kiss each other on the lips, and then they would go and shake everybody else's hands. Oh, I was like... But I've noticed (laughs) my parents do that, and I think most of my mom's siblings do that. Hmm. But I looked around during church today, (laughs) and I didn't see anyone else doing it. (laughs) Granted, I didn't look behind me. Right. But, so yeah, mom was like, is that a weird thing to do? I was like, nobody else that I know does it. (laughs) Maybe it's just a family thing. Yeah. I. So there was no official word, but we think they knew each other for about a year before they got married. So they pro- presumably dated around a year uh, to some degree. Yeah. I, I mean, mom didn't have any really specific information. She said she didn't really know this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then obviously after I was done getting the research for this, I was like, what about you and dad? She's like, well, what do you need to know that for? I was like, well, I don't want to end up like you and not know anything about my parents. I know. It's, you don't think to ask the questions at the time and then you wonder then about it. I started asking questions and not taking notes on it for a future episode. <laughs> and she's like, well, what kind of this stuff did you not know? I was like, uh, all of it? So, or, okay, I guess the, she, he was 26, she was 23 when they got married. Okay, gotcha. So who knows when they met, but. Had their... That's the exact same age my parents or grandparents were. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. Which is actually kind of old for the time. Yeah. But I mean, older than I would think for... I mean, paternal grandparents, she was 15. I know we discussed that, but... Mm-hmm. So... It... <laughs> which is, to me, still young, but like 23 is the age I was, which is not young, but it's not. It's not old. I feel like it's considered young now because it's right out of college. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely shifting to older now more, too. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think about it, if they didn't go to college, like, why would you wait till 23? It doesn't make as much sense for that Mm. to be the age. Yeah. So they had their first of eight kids right away, basically. 
Eight kids in ten years. Woof. Yeah. Twins or just nope. Just just lots of just Irish right after twins. The other. Okay. Well, again, Catholic. <sighs> <laughs> Which then led to twenty one grandkids. And last we checked, because it's a lot over forty great grandkids. <laughs> and counting, because you know some of them are still having kids. Oh yeah. Uh, a fun fact. He was only sixth grade educated. Oh. And she was through eighth grade. But, I mean, you would never know. Because he did calculations and stuff like that. You know, like, random uh-huh. things that you think standard, obviously. But if I think about it, I have a nephew who's going to be going into sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And that's insane to me. And I've been told that, like, a, an eighth grade education in, let's say, the 30s was the equivalent of, like, around a fifth grade now because we shove so much more knowledge into kids quicker Mm. as soon as they learn to read they're doing so much more it's crazy uh he farmed all his life so that's pretty similar yeah (laughs) but then he had other jobs throughout like he did rural 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 mail carrier it's a good job and he sold insurance and something with oil well pumping. Mom didn't really know. <laughs> um, but that all pretty much started after the kids were in high school or older. Oh. Because, you know, they did the homestead farming basically like we discussed last right. time. Feed the family of eight. You got to have a lot of cows. Mm-hmm. And so, like, grandma never had a job. She was... Well, I don't want to say that. She was a homemaker. Right. No, she never had a job outside the home. <laughs> yes. Um, before she was married, I think she went to people's houses right after they had babies to help take care of mm. the house and the baby, I guess. That was a thing, I think. The Amish still do it. It's like if you're of a certain age, right after someone has a kid, if they don't have any other kids that are older, they need help, mm. which makes sense. Yeah. He taught her how to drive after they were married. Like, she had never driven before then. You don't have a car. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't ever recall. I don't ever recall seeing her drive anywhere. I know she had her license, and I know, like, we had to take her to renew it one time. Mm -hmm. But I don't specifically remember her ever driving. But I know they only had, like, one car that I remember, too. So... And the reason he taught her was, you know, to go back and forth for fields. Uh. <laughs> like, obviously, they lived out in the country. They weren't going to drive their kids to school. They're, right. Those kids are riding the bus, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but their family was very traditional on gender roles. Those are very prevalent. In, yes, I understand. <laughs> in their story and then in those kids for the future, you know, like mm-hmm. it really shaped how they were raised obviously but i think some of them even really took that into their own lives families yeah so you know like the guys were out working on the farm and doing that stuff and the women all did housework and everything was very service to the men which, okay. even as she was older and, like, couldn't really get around, I just remember any time anyone, I mean, anyone, not just the men, but it was also more with the men, any time anyone was there, 
what do you need? Can I get you a glass of water? Can I get you this? Can I do that? Can I cook you something? Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was probably super standard at the time. Yeah. The the norm was the homemaker makes the home. I mean. Uh, let's see. Oh, I go into, so he, obviously I said he was a big talker. He liked to tell stories. Um, one in particular. So he used to smoke when he was younger, but there were many different versions of why he quit. One I heard was because when he said he had four grandkids coming in one year, he was like, well, I've got four of them. I can't, you know. Yeah. Um, but then another reason was because he had a growth on his kidney. I don't, I don't know anything else about that one. (laughs) But then mom said grandma would hide his cigarettes around the house just in case he really needed one. Oh, like an emergency. (laughs) Because I think it was another cold turkey situation. Mm, That's hard. But he has some, had some anger, (laughs) we'll say. (laughs) So I think she kept them just in case he got a little too, all right, I'm done with this, you know, like. (laughs) Don't have to wait to go in town and buy a new pack. You just happen to have a few. But, um, so yeah, that leads into their tempers were very opposing. He had a temper. She did not. Mm. Which, I just remember going down there as kids. Mom would be like, okay, we're getting like half a mile from the house. No screaming, no fighting. You listen to what Grandpa says. Yeah. And of course, after we eat, we all go upstairs to play, so we're out of his hair. And Oh, yeah. It was... Yeah. If he wasn't telling you a story, he didn't necessarily want to... Kind of kids are seen and not heard sort of situation yeah. where, like, we acknowledge that they exist, but we'd prefer not to deal with them. Um, But I guess when... Their children are younger. You didn't really... I mean, there was no TV, so Mm -hmm. they didn't do a lot. I asked mom, I was like, did you play card games? Did you do this, that? Because grandpa, when I was young, I remember he really liked card games. Mm -hmm. But she said, well, when we were kids, we basically just went over to the neighbors and visit. Or they would come to our house. Or maybe we'd go look at fields, which I'm like, how do you get all those kids in the car? (laughs) truck yeah um but yeah so her role was just always basically taking care of him and they were always working on something so there was always something to do running a farm i imagine there wasn't i mean there's not a whole whole lot of downtime especially that kind of farm yeah because like now there is more downtime but obviously you're well there's a lot more automation and technology to help instead of quite as much manual i mean it's still very manual but so he had congestive heart failure but he had it for like 17 years wow which is really uncommon to live that long with it usually it's like two i think mm-hmm. by the time they diagnose it oh yeah um but that's basically what forced him retire to retire from the rural mail carriers because that was the job that he did the longest i think that was my next question was retire from farming or retire from so, yeah, I don't really ever remember him having any kind of job or helping on the farm at all. Because, I mean, I came along fairly late in the game. I was... 
I think there are four grandkids younger than me. Okay, yeah. So with your 40. <laughs> right. That is a late in the game. Um, so anyway, that's eventually what caused him to die when he was around 80. I think mom said he was maybe a week year, a week from turning 80. Oh, okay. Which seems to be a common thread about a week before or after their birthdays. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> Not in a good way. But one thing he always talked about, he would always say, well, at my funeral, I want my grandkids to play their instruments. And he had the song picked out and everything. And so we did. What song was it? Um, on Eagle's Wings. Oh, okay. Ch- I know church that song. song. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one. So now, you know, every time you hear it at church, you're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it sticks with you. But one thing after he died, Grandma almost seemed to be a different person. Hmm. And I don't want to say, like, she was afraid of him or anything like that. But it was like now she could do what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it. So, because she was his caregiver for the longest time, too. Yes. Because with congestive heart failure, you know, you're going to have a lot of complications. Mm -hmm. So then she went from being a caregiver to being cared for. Right. So that's just a big difference for Mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Especially when her whole life up to that point was to serve him. Yeah. Basically. Well, if it wasn't him, it was one of the children or probably some of the grandchildren. Yeah. There's just a lot of people she took care of in her life. Mm-hmm. But I remember, so we would take her to doctor's appointments a lot. Like, mm-hmm. even I did by myself when I was in high school or after. But after the doctor's appointment, she'd be like, okay, well, where do you want to go? And I'd be like, <laughs> where do you want to go, Grandma? Just go out and do something. So, yeah, we would go to, like, save a lot or Walmart, maybe. But <laughs> um, if it was, like... Me, mom, and Sarah taking grandma. She would always be like, well, does anybody want some ice cream? Like, so we went to Dairy Queen. Heck yeah, I love me some Dairy Queen. I just remember one time. (laughs) This is a long story, kind of, but so we were like, well, what else do you want to do? She's like, I don't need to do anything else. And I, in the backseat, I was like, and grandma's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Sarah start, dairy queen, dairy queen. And mom's like, all right, that's enough. And grandma's like, if they want dairy queen, take them to dairy queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wanted a small uh, vanilla cone because, of course, she did. <laughs> and I don't know if they gave her a large or if it just really looked big. Yeah. <laughs> But she's like, oh my gosh, I can't eat all that. And Sarah's just like, get to look at Grandma, because that's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Don't let it melt. It's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> oh, but if you go shopping. So she did not like the motorized carts. The, oh, yeah. She would insist on using like a wheelchair one with the basket that folds down in front of you. Yep. I don't even know if they have those anymore. They do not. <laughs> I was at Walmart yesterday, I can tell you. Well, I'm not going to say no store does, but our local Walmart does not. So, yeah, she... Yeah. (laughs) But mom said she didn't really notice a difference after grandpa died. But I remember specifically. I just felt like she really enjoyed a lot. Not to say that she didn't, but I feel like I was with her a lot more after, too. Right. 
And that's also when you got a little older to probably remember things more Mm -hmm. clearly. Okay, so then obviously we got closer because then we're taking more care of her as she's still progressing age-wise. Like, Sarah would go and, like, or all of us would go down there over the weekend or during the week, depending on what day. Sarah would balance her checkbook. I would refill her pills or fill her insulin needles or whatever. But she taught me how to crochet, so I think I mentioned. Is she the one you have the recordings of? Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. Maybe I'll post. I'll have to see what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also really loved to, like, embroider, so I think that's where our family does a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I remember when I worked in Lawrenceville one year, <laughs> there were multiple times I would be on my way to Lawrenceville and I'd get a call from like mom, um, can you stop at grandma's house and fix her TV? <laughs> because somehow, I mean, I know how, but I'm not going to mention it on air. <laughs> her TV kept getting messed up. Channels were changed. And because it was when TV was going through that, um, that switch where you couldn't use your antenna anymore anymore without a converter oh, box. Oh, like that analog to digital. Yeah. So, obviously, that was difficult for her to understand. Yes. Like, I had a piece of paper written, use this remote for this button, but obviously, when that gets changed, that's not helpful. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I would go over there before work on my way and switch <laughs> it. She'd be like, thank you, you didn't have to do that. And I'd be like, no problem, Grandma. <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not optional. She kind of became as close to me as, like, I was with Grandpa when I was young. Grandpa on the other side. Oh, gotcha. Because, obviously, after his wife died, we got really close. But mm-hmm. then after her husband died, we were there so much more. So, like, we would pick her up and take her to family gatherings or, you know, just... We'd go out to eat. Oh my gosh, that's another good story. I totally forgot until just now. There was a restaurant at Red Hill State Park. Yes, there was a restaurant at Red Hill okay. State Park. Trace it. Delicious. Right? Yes. So one time we took her for her birthday. It was just me, mom, dad, Sarah, and grandma. And there was nobody around because obviously we're eating at 4 or 5 <laughs> o'clock in the evening. <laughs> and... It's getting kind of dark. It's going to start storming. And we're looking out the window because the one wall is like all windows. Yeah. And there's some people out there on canoes or paddle boats or something. And we're like, I don't know where they're going, but but they better get there fast. (laughs) And this crazy storm just breaks loose. Wind blowing like crazy. These people had like a foam insulated cooler on their boat blown away gone (laughs) like it's just pouring and they're like struggling to move anywhere (laughs) so they eventually start moving backwards back to the dock or whatever and then a few minutes later they walk into the restaurant they're like because obviously everyone there was just watching (laughs) watching them struggle they come into the restaurant they're like it's raining out there guys (laughs) like it was just Anyway, (laughs) like I said, we were close. (laughs) She thought it was funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we were there at least once a week, if not more. Like, she had 
home health people come, mm-hmm. but at obviously it didn't. It it's wasn't never as, enough. Yeah, it was not enough help. So um, after a while, she needed almost like twenty four hour care, and that's really expensive. Yes, it is. So I I don't remember if she got sick or fell or something where she was in the hospital, and then when it was it wasn't given as an option really but they're like well i think you're gonna have to go to a nursing home basically and she's like well i'm not going to a nursing home so we found a way to work it (laughs) to her where she would stay in long-term care at the hospital which is basically a nursing home but it's just the third floor of the hospital yeah so she stayed there for quite a while. Um, and then, like, she... Because she was really struggling to get around. Like I said, I think she fell a couple times, which obviously happens yeah. when you're using a walker. Which took her the longest time to use because she was like, no, I'll just take my cane. So, like, there were wedding pictures when she had been using a walker at home, but she's like, I'll just use my walker for the wedding. Okay, Grandma. <laughs> but anyway, stubborn. <laughs> Another thing I have. Yes. (laughs) And then she started having some kind of infection or something. I think maybe that's why she was in the hospital. I don't know. Anyway. I know older people in general, like, once you get an infection, it can be really hard to kick them. Mm Mm-hmm. So she stayed there for, like, two to three years. Oh, wow. At some point while she was there, she had a stroke. And then she had a bunch of, like, complications from stuff. And then I guess she also had congestive heart failure. Oh. And that's how she passed away when, um, in that year she would have been turning 89. So Aww. she was only 88 when she died, but. So, yeah. Those are. <laughs> I never know how to wrap those up. It's like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> but were, I mean, were you close with your mom's parents? Or? Yes, very much. Um, so I mentioned on the last, gosh, that was like back in it September. It was episode three. Yeah. So in episode three, I mentioned, so my dad's parents lived about an hour away mm-hmm. and my mom's parents lived about five minutes away. So we were there a lot more. Are these the grandparents I've been to their yes. house? Okay. We that have. makes sense. We have been to their house. <laughs> they lived in Albong. So my mom's parents were Norma and Arkel. And Arkel? Arkel. That's such a strange name. I've never heard that before. Arkel William. That's what I was talking about earlier. They weren't 100% sure if it was William Arkel or Arkel William. Huh. Yeah. Very old. And grandma's middle name was Elizabeth, which is why my middle name is Elizabeth. So, um, He was born 9-9-25, and she was born 9-21-28. Okay. So not, not a huge difference between them. I don't know quite as much about grandpa's childhood. I know... When we would go over, he would eat a lot of peanut butter, and Mom said it was because during the Depression, his family only had peanut butter to eat. Things are making sense because my mom aside, peanut butter lovers. Yeah. Okay. They, and he liked the Skippy, which is not my favorite, but mm. he said it was good, and I think it was because it's a little more oily, mm. a little more runny. Lasts longer that way. Yeah. <laughs> I know he had a half-sister, but I don't know why he had a half-sister. I don't know if his one of his parents 
has been married twice, obviously, but I don't know why, and I don't know which one. I love that you got, like, background information of them. I'm like, my story starts when they get married. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom had a lot of really good notes, and my uncle has, like, a steel trap memory for dates, so he remembered 90% of this. Mm. Um, she, he had a sister named Audrey, a sister, half-sister named Kate, and then a brother named Tom. But Tom was a surprise. He was born in 1940, so over 10 years 13 years after audrey it was like hey here you go um audrey is still alive by the way if anyone's interested they have very good long lives on that side of the family um my grandma only had one brother dave no donald sorry (laughs) donald and he was born in 1930 so they were pretty close in age as well like i said i don't know much about my grandpa's life pre-military um I know he signed up for the war and World War II, and I know he was in the Navy, and I know he was the guy on the giant boats. If you ever watch old videos or old, like, wartime movies, he had the flags because they didn't have radios Mm -hmm. to tell, like, so the different flags had different meanings depending on how you held them, and so he had to know all the meanings, and he was one of the guys who did the flags. Interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. He used to do... Not used to, but he did a Cub Scout. My brother was in Cub Scouts. And he did a presentation for them where he showed them what he remembered. So it was really cool. I know a little bit more about my grandma. I know that her mother was a teacher until she got married. So my great-grandmother, her last name, well, not her last name, but I don't know her first name. um, And her dad was a coal miner, but they also had a farm. I mean, because everyone had a farm back then Mm because you, that's how you ate. Uh, But... This is one of my favorite things about my grandma, and it sounds so weird. Uh, so she was obviously an intelligent woman. She went to school up to eighth grade, and then her town had two years of high school, so freshman, sophomore year, and she did that, and she was phenomenal, top of her class. So her dad arranged, and I've heard two different versions of this. On one version, I just heard arranged. The other version, which was told to me by grandma, but I could be misremembering because I was young, was that he lied and said that they had moved across the school border Mm -hmm. and they hadn't. No one bothered to check it. But he arranged for her to go to high school, finish high school in the next town over that was bigger. Anyway, so she finished high school, but her dad had to switch the shift he was working because there weren't buses that could take her to the high school. Mm -hmm. So he started working either the night shift or the evening shift. So she would go to school and he, he would have to take her and pick her up every single day. And it always really impressed me that he cared that much for his daughter's education. Yeah. She was older than her, his son. He could have just been like, well, my boy can do it. No, he was like, no, my girl is smart enough to do that and she's going to do it. She took a test. I think it was like a version of the ACTs. And she won a scholarship to U of I. Wow. And she went to U of I as a chemistry major and graduated. Your grandma? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I don't have her graduation date down, but I mean... It would have been in the late 40s when Mm -hmm. she was in school. I remember she told me that she always felt very safe on campus because it was when the GIs were all coming home. And so she just felt like the military men were keeping the campus safe. And she always felt like she was safe. Because there wasn't a whole lot of women Mm -hmm. enrolled in school at that time. I did ask my mom if she wanted to be a chemistry teacher, if she wanted to do something else with chemistry. She said she didn't know for sure, but she assumed that it was one of the options for women who were educated mm-hmm. at the time. I did not know this, though. She had to learn German. 
because a lot of the notes that they were reading were German hmm. for like the upper level chemistry classes because that's, that's crazy. yeah it was really neat unrelated but fun fact I didn't mention so grandma and grandpa on mom's side sent all their kids through college obviously. oh wow but uh, um they didn't pay for it the kids paid for it in grants and all that mm-hmm. all the guys the four guys went to u of i and all four of the girls went to eastern <laughs> i just think that's so strange funny how that worked out <laughs> uh my grandpa also finished college went to college he went to monmouth uh he graduated in 1950 so i imagine grandma was around there he went on the gi bill though so he didn't pay for it either mm. And they met at Sesser High School, where they were both teaching. He was a biology teacher. She was a chemistry teacher. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So they, well, they were both... Science. Sciencey, and I'm not. Um, but my mom was, so I think it kind of does. She's very sciencey, if anyone's curious. Very smart. Um, but they got married, let's see, 1952. They would have... He, I know dad or grandpa graduated in 1950, so they hadn't been teaching very long. But if I'm understanding correctly, mom or mom, grandma continued to teach until my mother was born. But then you weren't really supposed to be a pregnant teacher back mm. then. Like once you started having kids, you were kind of done. Weird. Yeah. Well, she, from what I understand, like her mom, so my great grandmother, once you got married, you had to quit teaching. Ugh. Yeah. Talk about some sexism in the workplace we've come far in a hundred years far enough no we still have plenty plenty to go but at least now that i'm married i can still have a job so uh so they moved around quite a bit uh, several different times different jobs my mom was born in 51 her brothers were born in 61 and 63 Uh, they moved here oblong in 71 where my grandpa eventually became the superintendent i don't know if he moved and immediately took that job, or if it took him a few years hmm. to work up to it. And he, I think he was only superintendent for like five or seven years, somewhere around in there. Not a whole, whole long time, but a while. And then he retired, and I mean, Grandma didn't really work outside the home again. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had her teaching certificate, but she didn't get back into it once her kids were older or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine... <laughs> There must have been so much different by that time anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever... Did you take chemistry? Mm -hmm. I did, too. And I would go to her for help, and she was stricter than our teacher. Like, she knew her stuff still. (laughs) (laughs) She knew exactly what was going on. Um, I don't have exact dates for everything else. They, I know... So, like, by the time... I am the youngest grandkid on both sides but I was the only girl on that side there's not that many of us there's four like two boys <laughs> three boys and me so I was a little bit of a princess shocker uh and I think grandma was really happy when I showed up I, I spent time with my grandpa but I remember so whenever we were little about once a week I'm gonna guess on the weekends probably not that much it's probably once a month but it felt like every week uh, the boys would go with Grandpa to Taco Bell, and then they'd go uptown in Robinson, so uptown, to the old shoe store, and they would pick out baseball cards, and then they'd come home and play with baseball cards. Hmm. And I was so jealous, because I never got to go with the boys. So Grandma would arrange for us to do fun things, and she was so sweet about it. Um, 
I don't remember everything. I remember one day she got me a dress because I was mad I never got baseball cards. <laughs> and she's like, do you like baseball cards? I'm like, no, but I want something. And she got me this little dress with daisies on. It was really sweet. And I know she played Play-Doh with me because I have two like formative memories. of I have multiple memories of their house. So um, they lived on six acres. They had, I don't know, four acres of it maybe was gardens but my grandma didn't just do like food gardening right so Mm -hmm. she had grapes she had asparagus and then they planted like an actual plot which we actually still have a garden there now um they had an apple tree their house was actually the highest elevation in oblong at the time and Mm -hmm. it used to be an apple orchard but they had one of the original apple trees and anyway my grandmother was very into plant conservation and nature like she was not like, she understood the science of how it should work mm-hmm. and all that jazz. So she had been collecting native prairie grasses from... Because Illinois used to be a prairie a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it was where the prairie started. So she'd been collecting them. So she had, like, maybe around an acre. There were all these native plants and grasses and stuff like that. The biology kids used to go out and look at it periodically. Huh. Yeah, it was really cool. She's, they, it's still there, but it's no longer nurtured, so it's kind of mm-hmm. wild. But anyway, so she had all these gardens, right? And so whenever you're six, you feel like you're in a fairy tale princess book. Well, because if you've ever seen prairie grasses, they're eight, nine feet tall, and mm-hmm. she had cut paths in them so that the wildlife would have paths. But when you're six, they're also six-year-old paths. And then, like, you'd walk through them, and she'd have a little bowl of water for the birds or whatever, something. And I'd be like, I found a river. I found a <laughs> lake. Like, it, was, it felt very magical to play there. And it was, I don't know, I'm sure other people have experienced this, but, like, they grew their own food, so I would just walk outside and grab an apple. There's some grapes. Like, I would have a snack on the mm-hmm. vine, and it was really cool, and um, it was they encouraged it, too. But anyway, my formative memories as well. <laughs> I remember her, I was probably like four, and I was playing Play-Doh, and I was just dictating to her what she needs to do. I was like, no, pretend like you're sick. And she's like, oh, I'm so sick. And I'd be like, no, no, you're not doing it right. And she just <laughs> would do whatever I asked her to do. And I also remember, like, one of my very first memories ever was I had to have been like three, two or three, and they were watching me. My um, One of my uncles lived with my grandma, and I sat on a milking stool, and mm-hmm. it's where they used to store plants, but I broke one of the legs off. And I was like, oh, no, I messed up. But instead of doing an adult thing because I was a child and mm-hmm. like going to grandma and be like, I broke the stool by sitting on it, I hid. And I hid under a pile of laundry in the bedroom, and I promptly fell asleep. And apparently I was missing for a while because <laughs> I did not get in trouble for the stool. We lost our grandchild. I, my uncle found me. I remember his face and he's just like, the stool was already broken. That was all he said. And then he just hugged me and it was, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't get in trouble. But yes, they absolutely spoiled me and it was a wonderful place to, to spend time. I, we went over there pretty often. I remember my grandpa sitting in his comfy chair a lot, and I remember he had a jar full of coins, and I would stack them, and I would count them, which is ironic given my current profession. (laughs) But, uh, and I I remember talking with him, but I remember playing with my grandma and doing things with my grandma. Mm -hmm. And as they got older, grandpa eventually went blind. He had macular degeneration, Mm -hmm. and so he was just more stuck in inside in his world where he could he knew where things were we didn't move things yeah I think grandma had that too but she had the surgery to fix it at some point hmm. 
But that was later on. I mean, yeah. I remember it, so. Well, <sighs> Grandma had corneal implants. We have terrible eyes on that side of the family. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, let's see, he passed away in 2018. He had been in the nursing home, I want to say, about two years, grand total. It was kind of like you mentioned, like, my grandmother. Do you remember meeting her at all? I feel we were like young. I do. I think it was her and your uncle. Probably. When I went to the house. She was very quintessential old grandma lady. Mm-hmm. Like, sweet, and she listened to you, and she wanted to you to tell you about what you'd done at school and all that stuff. But she was also very strong, obviously, and I want to use the word regal, just very, like, well, if she went out, her makeup was done and her, mm-hmm. her jewelry mm-hmm. was on and her opinions that she had were, I mean, if she didn't want to do something, well, then we're not doing that and we don't need to discuss it. It is not done. Like just very <laughs> old fashioned kind of mm-hmm. person. And, um, but she had been my grandfather's caregiver for such a long time, similar mm-hmm. to your family, just because he had, we found out later he had Parkinson's. We didn't know at the mm-hmm. time it was Parkinson's. And, of course, he had gone blind. So it's a lot of work just to get him around. And he would – for a while, he would sit outside, and she would basically just, like, get him ready for the day, take him outside. He would hang out there for a little bit, and then they'd come inside. Um, But then he started being a lot of work because he just wasn't as sturdy. And when you you can't see Andrea Parkinson's, it's not great. So when he went to the nursing home, I think she got to be a little bit more, like you said, take care of herself a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. But having my uncle there saved them because she actually, when she got older, she never had to go to the nursing home. She stayed home the entire time. And I don't, if anyone knows that she died of something specific, correct me, but I don't think she did. I think she just died of old age. She was, she died in 2002, so 96. Mm. So, I mean, she was quite old and she had a lot of health problems, but none of them were. Like, she had a couple infections that she couldn't kick. She felt like she was getting infections constantly, and she fell several times, but she never broke anything, and all that jazz. I'm trying to remember if I, like, I kind of feel like your family where we didn't ask the questions early enough. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew, like, if they dated, what their wedding was like. The the people who knew these things aren't here anymore. Yeah. And that's a bummer. I mean, they obviously loved each other. I mean... I just realized I didn't mention what years <laughs> my grandparents died. So my grandpa died in 2007. So we were in high school. And it, this just popped into my head when I was thinking about it. So you know how I said we were going to play for his funeral? Uh-huh. I remember the power being out huh. at the school. And if you've been to the school, you know that it's the band room is up a staircase. Yes, it's very dark. Yeah, so there were no emergency lights in that hallway at the time. So they're like, oh, band is canceled. I was like, well, I know, but I still have to go get my flute. <laughs> so, and I didn't have a, I didn't have my cell phone with me at the time because that wasn't really a thing. Yep. So I'm like feeling my way down the hallway. <laughs> like Once I got to the band room, there were windows, but like. That whole hallway has no lights. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's very dark. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but grandma died in 2019, so. Obviously, I was pretty much 
able to remember a lot. That's, I think that's what it is, is I remember so much more my grandma because I had her longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, only four years longer, but it was she was healthier longer. So she right, was, and you were older, so yes. you remember. Mm-hmm. I was, she was more part of my adulthood, not just my childhood. Yes. But. We like to end these on a down. I know. I never know how to end it. Well, <laughs> we talked about that in the last one, that it's not, it was sad at the time, and it's not that I'm never going to not miss my grandma, mm-hmm. but she was old. I mean, yeah. it was her time, and, uh. Happens to us all. It happens to us all. And once again, I cannot think of a better way. Like, my grandmother passed away at her house. My mom was with her. Her mm-hmm. son was with her. Her other son had just left. Like, I mean, with um, the exception of a couple cousins who just couldn't make it, I always, I don't think it's actually true, but she made it until after her first great-grandson was healthy because mm-hmm. he had been born the month before, but there was some health issues that we weren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, he was going to be fine, but once it was like he was okay and then she basically yeah I mean I remember grandma being obviously in the hospital and so this hospital has this thing where when a baby is born over the PA system they'll play like a little lullaby thing yeah and one of my cousins had a baby like a week or two before she died so she at least, like, she got to hear she that. Heard, I don't think yeah. she ever actually got to meet him, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, COVID took that away from us, too, which was very, very sad. But thanks. Thank you, pandemic. <sighs> but, yeah, no, it was sad. But I wouldn't, like, change. I, I will always get to cherish those memories. And mm-hmm. I can be thankful for the fact that my family was so loving and so kind and adoring of me that I was part of their lives. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I was the little princess. But... It was nice to have those memories, and I'm glad that I'm aware enough as an adult to think about it. And like you, I'm going to go ask my parents when they fell in love, because yeah. I want to know. I want to tell this, their story properly as well. So, Future episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is very excited. Oh, <laughs> Is she going to come on? I hope so. I hope so, too. We've talked about her enough. She deserves her own voice. <laughs> Come on, Debbie. You can do it. <laughs> it took me forever to quit Sarah. But future oh, episode. <laughs> We're going to get some guest stars. It may take a lot out of us, but we'll make it. Like we said, we've got planned up through March. So <laughs> don't give up on us yet. <laughs> this one was kind of a heavy one to start our new year with. But I know we I've said it before. We wanted a real one. Um, one that was... Well, we've talked about it before. Real love stars stories aren't like the movie. It is yeah. sticking with your husband when they've been sick for four years and seeing it through till the end because you love them enough to hold their hand up until the end. I yeah. mean, that's what it really is. And we wanted one that goes back to our families because we haven't had one in for a while. No, we haven't. <laughs> I feel like it t- talks a lot about where we came from, mm-hmm. the things we enjoy. And, and our personalities, how they kind of got we shaped. Specifically mentioned two of my personalities. <laughs> Came directly from grandma. <laughs> well, I think we're going to go ahead and see you guys next week. Nope, two weeks. Sorry. <laughs> see ya. See ya. Love you. Love you. <laughs>